Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, David Wood is about to bring the heat to help you with your tough conversations. We're going to be diving into some gold today, so definitely stay tuned. Before that, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self, your GPS. How do I know? Because you're tuned in here with us today. You're showing up. You're going to live events. You're going to networking events. You're connecting. You're sending messages. You're hiring coaches. You're getting the coaching that you need. You are tuned in. You're plugged in. So stay plugged in because that is what makes the biggest freaking difference, okay? So Thank you so much for doing that. And I want to read the iTunes review of the week this week. Let's see who it's by. It is by Anthony C. Anthony C. says, amazing podcast. Chris Burns, this podcast has uplifted my soul with your high energy, passion, and powerful episodes. I recommend anyone that wants to become a better version of themselves to subscribe to this podcast. One of the best self-help podcasts of 2017. So that one was left a while back. So uh, Anthony C., thank you so much for giving us that one. I always love to go back and look at the different reviews and what people are sharing along the timeline, see how we're growing, how we're progressing. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. And then you can find our podcast, give us a review, let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and uh, why you love becoming your greatest possible self. Love hearing that. I'm going to introduce David in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be a powerful conversation that is really going to open up doors for you to have more empowering communication, more empowering relationships, to be able to get more of what you want, to be more persuasive, to be more confident, to be more uh, connected with people and create better solutions, more harmony. So it's going to be an amazing conversation. You're going to want to take notes on everything that David is sharing and make sure you stick around all the way through to the end because one of these ideas has the power to change your entire life or maybe a relationship that is super, super important to you. So let's introduce David and then we'll bring him on. After life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies on Park Avenue, David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. As well as helping others, David is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself. Overcoming a full collapse of his paraglider and a fractured spine, witnessing the death of his sister at age seven, anxiety and depression, and national gong show. He coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, teams, and now prison inmates to create amazing results and deep connection, one tough conversation at a time. We're going to be having a powerful conversation here today. David Wood, are you ready to rock the house, sir? Rock the house? I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, it's going, to, it's going to shake the foundation of what people know as a conversation because I know we're going, to, we're going to dive in deep, man. And I want to start off with today's theme, which is soul communication. So uh, what does that mean for you, David? What does soul communications mean for you? Soul communication. I don't know what soul communication means, but what comes up for me when I hear that is intimacy. Mm. And two people getting really connected 
me revealing who I am, that being received, and the other person revealing who they are and that being received, um, I think that would be a reasonable definition of soul communication. Boom. I love it. I love it, man. I What comes up for me when you share that is really being seen, being witnessed. And I think that's something yeah. that all of us, well, I, a lot of us didn't experience when we were growing up, just truly yeah. being understood and seen for our uniqueness and not feeling like we have to prove something or, you know, do something outside of ourselves to finally be worthy and just be ourselves and allow that to be. Yeah. Enough. And, and that, you know, that ties in with today's topic. Um, you know, the, the label for today's topic is tough conversations, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, I don't think that's a sexy label and people don't walk around going, boy, I want to have a tough conversation. <laughs> now, what it's really about is speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. You showing up as you, you being expressed, expressing your desires, expressing things that you don't want. Mm -hmm. um, and those things can be awkward to share, but, and, and they can lead to a tough conversation. But ultimately, you get what you just said. You get to be seen. Mm -hmm. Plus, often you get deeper connection with people, perhaps soul communication. And as a bonus, just icing on the cake, you often get really great results for your life and your business out of speaking your truth. I love it. I love it, David. So I mentioned a little bit about who you are in your bio. I want to briefly touch on that, what you're serving your clients with today, and then we'll go back into your journey. So just to get our audience up to speed, what is the work that you're doing today? I work with high performers. So they're successful in a number of areas of life. There might be one area that isn't really firing on all cylinders, um, but they're generally, they're generally always looking for how do I do better? How do I get the most out of this life and this business or this career? Um, so it's not like they're struggling and they need to fix something. They're just like, I want to be the best that I can be. And they're always looking for input. So entrepreneurs, executives, um, leaders of all sorts, that's mainly who I work with. And then on the nonprofit side, on the volunteer side, I, I sometimes work with, with prison inmates. Mm. Dude. I love it. I want to I want to get to understand you. I know our audience does as well, David. So tell us about your journey. When did communication become important for you? What was your career like, man? Well, I think I, I started behind the eight ball because I was born Australian mm. and we're pretty laid back. We've got a lot of good things going for us, but we don't tend to uh, we don't want to rock the boat. Maybe it comes from our British heritage. I want to rock the boat. Um, and we weren't we're not taught how most people aren't taught how to speak truth in a way that's not going to be a train wreck. Um, and as you mentioned in the bio, when I was younger, we had a tragedy in the family. My little sister died and I witnessed it. So we didn't know about PTSD back then. We, I just thought, all right, we just keep on going with life. But later in life, as I look back, I realized that I developed my intellectual capacities. I got really good at business and systems and I'm consulting to Sony Music and Ford, Exxon, Procter & Gamble on Park Avenue, but I was missing the emotional intelligence. Mm. I was missing, I could communicate about actuarial topics and statistics and things like that, but I couldn't communicate about the heart, the soul, deep connection, vulnerability, real authenticity. So I've spent the last 25 years catching up mm. and doing my own work and then sharing that as I learn something with my clients. So 
that's how I got into communication. I was like someone in the desert who was starved for water who found these trainings and it was like, wow, I've been missing this all my life. What about all the other people out there who don't know about all of this stuff? I want to share it. So I became an evangelist to share people, not just deep connection, because if you want, if you just want your life to be better, you should get a life coach. If you just want your business to be better or make more money, you should probably get a business coach. I tend to work in that sweet spot with people who want both and they want more of a generalist who can actually talk to them about their business and improve that and intertwine that with how am I relating to people? How are my leadership skills? How's my connection with people? Because they seem to feed off each other. Wow. That's, I love that your your journey it really started in those roots of not feeling like you could communicate and i love you you said as well ptsd that was that was interesting to me that like you didn't even know what that was and i, I think that that those wounds that happen to us is really what shapes our our destiny and our purpose in life so that we can show up and serve with the greatest vigor with our purpose, with our, uh, the thing that we're teaching about, the thing that we're talking about. And for you, you became successful in business, but you weren't feeling that, that true connection with you, who you are and being seen and being able to, to share those moments with other people. So you set out on a quest to, to create that in your life. That's well said. I'd agree with that. And I want to make the point too. It, it wasn't like I realized, oh, wait, I can't communicate. I need to go and get help for this. Right. I had no idea that anything was missing. The way it manifested was, say, at school, I didn't know how to talk to girls mm -hmm. or I didn't know how to stand up to bullies yep. or later in life, I wasn't happy in my marriage. That's all I knew. I didn't know that I needed to learn about vulnerability and emotional intelligence and being cause in the matter and leadership mm -hmm. skills. I was, I was lucky that I stumbled into the right course at the right time and that started a whole life of learning. Did you, were you seeking the, the answer to improve business or did you say, hey, I really know I, need, I get to work on this, this personal stuff because something's not quite clicking? What happened was I, I, was, I was complaining about my marriage mm. and I was complaining about what my wife was doing and a friend said, she should do this course. Mm. And I thought, well, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's change her. That's a great idea. <laughs> but the more she told me about the course, the more I realized I hadn't done any real reflection mm. or looking at myself or working that out. So it was hard for me to, to get started in it because they all wore name tags and they smiled way too much. And I didn't trust them. I'm like, this is a total cult. <laughs> but fortunately, I didn't let that stop me. And they just blew my heart open in that course mm. thing. Thank God. They, they cracked my cynicism, got me out of just my left brain thinking. Mm. And I coached someone during the course and changed a life overnight. And I got hooked. I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is working on me. But now I'm able to pass it to someone else. And then I, I found out there was one person. This is back in 1997. There's one person who, was, who had a business card that said he was a coach. I'm like, what? wait, what? Is this a profession? Could I quit my actuarial job and actually just help people have their lives and businesses be better? Well, 25 years later, it seems, yes, I could. And I did. Wow. I love it. I love it. When, when did you start to formulate the, 
the tough conversations, the, the paradigm and all the teachings and all, all this, this specific focus on communication and helping people be seen? Well, I think it, it started slowly and it came out of the work that I was doing for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'd go and do these courses and every course they'd be like, all right, who are you incomplete with? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, is there anybody you resent? Anybody you hate? Anybody, and by the way, if you're you know, listening, listening to this, this is, these are good questions to, to write down. This is a great exercise. Uh, anyone you wouldn't want to see uh, on the street or at a party? Anyone you feel guilty about that, you know, maybe there's an apology there or anyone you just don't feel wonderful with? Those were the clues that there was something going on. And then they'd say, all right, you know, Give them a call. I'd say, screw you. I'm not, I'm not going to call them and tell them I'm upset. Um, one example, here's, here's one of the tougher ones, was a, a bully from school like 20 years earlier. And uh, he'd just always gotten the best of me and we used to be friends. And uh, I hated him. And they said, call him. I said, no. And they said, and my coach said, what are you afraid of? Which is a great question. If you're looking at any difficult conversation or speaking your truth, it's like, what could happen? What could go wrong? Mm. And I said, he's going to think I'm an absolute idiot, a real dork for calling him after 20 years and saying, I didn't like how you were with me. And my coach said something really powerful. She said, then lead with that. That actually gave me access to calling him because it was the truth. That was my my. I wanted to speak this other truth, but then a newer truth comes up on top of it. So you got to keep checking what's the new truth. The new truth was, I'm worried you're going to think I'm a total dickhead for for saying this. And the call could not have gone better. He blew me away. And and then I'd, I'd go and do the next course with the same company and I'd think, all right, I've done all those calls. I don't have to do any more. Not keep digging, keep looking. <laughs> so I... I mean, I've confessed to crimes, uh, you know, one that probably wouldn't have led to prosecution anyway, but one that could have sent me to jail. I've gone and apologized. Um, I've, I confessed to cheating on my first partner. That was a horrible experience and a horrible, difficult conversation. And then there are the smaller ones that just someone drops a cigarette but on the street in front of you. How do you speak your truth about that? in an artful way. So the more I did that, and then I started coaching and I got a lot of coaching under my belt and I found that that's what was inspiring me Mm. is people speaking their truth and tapping into their courage so they can be more daring. Those two things and tough conversations happens to be the area where you need both of those things. You need truth and you need daring Mm. and you also need a bit of compassion as well. So I think that's how I found it. Man, that is, that is gold. I just want to highlight as well the question of who are you incomplete with? What, what are we still holding on to? What is there a resentment about? What, what comes up in the background of our mind that we get angry, we get frustrated, or even fearful? What are we, what are we afraid of contacting yeah. this person uh, about? Uh, another emotion that I experience or have experienced with tough conversations is resigned. Like, oh, what's the use? You know, it won't make a difference anyways. Why, why would I even uh, call this person? It's not going to make a difference. And that masks 
the the fear that might be underneath that says, well, they're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think I'm, I'm foolish or silly or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, people aren't generally walking around saying, I've got six tough conversations. Can you help me with that? It's <laughs> They're walking around with everything you said. I kind of resent that person. I don't like how my boss talks to me. Mm. I wish this coworker would do something differently. Yeah. So it's it's desires and complaints. So another mm. clue is, are you complaining to either in your own head or to someone else mm. about that person? That's a clue that there's a conversation to be had and some truth to be spoken. And also, I like what you said about you, you're mainly just, you might just be seeing the downside mm. of it and thinking it's not going to do anything. The person's not going to change. Plus, we're often not seeing the path to having the conversation. We don't know how to have it. So it makes a lot of sense that people would avoid speaking truth. You don't want to just go in there and create a train wreck. But the job of any leader, and I believe that we're all leaders, we all have that capacity, we need to, even if we just lead ourselves, the job of any leader is to generate possibility, hmm. and to see what's possible. And I think this is one of the things that separates us from, from other animals. So let's say your boss, you don't like how your boss is speaking with you, and your mind's telling you, ah, oh, it wouldn't make any difference anyway, and I don't know how to do it. There's a worksheet, and we can give people this at the end of the end of the episode. Uh, it's a free download that'll help you get clear on what's happening, what you're afraid of, uh, but also what your hope is. Like, what could come out of this? Uh, I coached somebody who did an interview with a for a job position, and she didn't like how the boss was talking to her. She felt disrespected. Now, her automatic way of being was to run. She's like, I'm just not going to take the job. I said, let's talk what if. What's possible if you shared this with the boss? And it took her a while, but she said, well, I guess it's possible that he might change his behavior and we might have an interesting conversation. But, and then she went into the fears. Mm -hmm. We had to look at that. He's going to say I'm oversensitive. You know, this is just all me and he hasn't done anything wrong. So we did a little role play. And then she went and had that conversation and he was surprised and pleased. He said, I had no idea. Would you show me how to communicate differently? And she ended up taking the job. So the mind will often look at the worst case scenario. That's part of its job. Your job as a leader is to also generate the possibility. Wait a minute. I could feel more connected. I might get a better result. I could get a pay rise. I could get married. Um, I could get a new client. Uh, I could feel better about myself. You know, there's a there's a podcast host who, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think it's the podcast. I was going to tell a story, and I think it's the one who introduced us. Uh, was it Adam Walker Lewis? Yes, yes. All right, I'm about to out Adam Walker Lewis. <laughs> um. And I, I know I can do this because he's agreed to be on my podcast to talk about what happened. Mm. I offered him a coaching session. Mm. And he, um, as a gift, I said, I want to contribute to you. And he, he was a no-show mm. for the coaching session. Now, I, I never like it when there's a no-show. But when I wrote to him, he said, oh, my bad, my mistake. I've adjusted it to next week. That triggered me. <laughs> I was like, you've adjusted it. 
And now I, I didn't even know why I was upset. I just knew I didn't want to do the call. Right? So the mind won't always give us clarity. We just know something's off. Took me half an hour to realize that I felt like he was acting as if there was no impact. Like mm. that was half an hour of my life. I'm not going to get back again. And that wasn't acknowledged. And then I realized I want to know, to feel like he respects my time. Mm. And I don't feel like that right now. And he's assuming I'm willing to reschedule without even asking me. Mm. So I had to, it took a while to get clear on this. And then I followed my own four step blueprint, which again, we'll give away as a free download. And I sent him a video and this was edgy for me because I'm thinking he's going to call me oversensitive, high maintenance. He might bad mouth me in the industry, mm. but I decided to take a risk because I could see the profit. And the profit is I could be, feel more connected with him mm. and we could actually do a great coaching session. So I sent the video, was a bit worried about it. And he was amazing. He was like, this is so good. Can I play this on my podcast? this video and show people what's possible when you speak up. And I said, yeah. And you want to come on my podcast? We'll talk about this whole thing and how it was for you to get it from the other side. Mm. Cause I want to model this for everybody. So, you know, it can be the big things mm. or it can be what just seems like a little thing that normally you might run from. I'm just, I'm just going to cancel and say I'm too busy mm. and I can't do that. And I'm just going to never talk to that guy again. How often, would we do that in life? Wow. David, I, I love it. And I think it's really hitting home for me and I know our audience as well because we have a lot of leaders, entrepreneurs, people who want to make a big impact. And for me, and I'm, I'm curious if you think so as well, but for me, the journey of entrepreneurship and growing myself in business has been one of the most willingly come trigger me world and, and journey like type of commitment because like everything is to grow to the next level. Everything is to challenge the limiting beliefs that we were imbued with growing up to step up to a whole new level of ourselves, our greatest possible selves, to be able to serve people, to share our gifts, to make a bigger impact in the world. And even things as simply simple as someone giving a no to coming on a podcast or someone saying no to a product or service. I know a lot of people are like deathly afraid of being rejected. And so it keeps them small and it keeps them from even showing up and having these kinds of tough conversations, man. Well, one of the things um, when I'm coaching in the corporate world, one of the things that we sometimes track when we do a 360 feedback or assessment is how strong is someone in a growth mindset? Mm. And I think you just demonstrated that model that really well. <clears throat> if you, uh, and I did a podcast interview with with uh, Chris Atwood from the Passion Test, and he said he he looks forward to knows. He looks forward to tough conversations. He looks forward to being awkward because he loves to learn. Wow. So all of that wow. is an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And look, I confess I'm not always there. Often life will throw me a curveball, and I'm just pissed or upset. But it is true. If growth is one of your values, then being an entrepreneur is a great way to get that growth. And tough conversations specifically are an amazing doorway to growth. I, I sometimes say that the tough conversations we haven't had form the boundaries of our world. Yeah. Have you seen the Truman Show? Uh, yes. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. So if you if anyone hasn't seen the Truman Show, block your ears or fast forward this because it's spoiler alert. He's in this world that looks like our world, but he's got walls. He doesn't even know they're there. But whenever he tries to break through them, something something gets in the way that stops him going through those walls. He doesn't even know it. He's just living in his world. Mm. The tough conversations we haven't had form the boundaries or the walls of our world. And whenever we do have a tough conversation or speak our truth, we get to shift our reality. Now, as an example, that 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 woman that I coached whose uh, boss was speaking to her in a way that felt disrespectful. Mm-hmm. She's just, a, her in her world, he's never going to change. People don't change. When she had that conversation, it blew her mind. Her reality literally shifted because now she's found one person who's actually open to hearing input and willing to change. Mm-hmm. Now that challenges her view of everyone else that she's always assumed that of. And the same with the bully. When I called him thinking he's a jerk, he's always going to be a jerk, and he said to me, well, what could I say or do now to help you or us move forward? I'm like, well, it shifted my reality, and I realized if he is an amazing guy now and I had that viewpoint, what else am I wrong about? Mm. So, yeah, growth mindset, speaking truth is a great way to grow if that's something you're into. Oh, man, David, I think a lot of people who are listening to this right now, especially like they're, they're hungry for growth. They want to be their greatest possible self. I want to talk more specifically about in a corporate environment, what are the types of tough conversations that people might not be having and how can we empower our audience to, to have those? Yeah, I'm glad you said it because again, the mind doesn't, mind goes, oh, I don't have any tough conversations. No, but you got issues with people. So uh, one classic is I need you to change your behavior. You're doing something that bugs me. Might be a coworker, direct reporter, a boss. Um, I need you to step up. You've you've been consistently doing something that's not working, and I I need you to change change that, improve. Uh, I screwed up. I made a mistake. How often do we try and cover that up? I made a mistake. I want to clean it up. A bit worried about consequences. Maybe even getting fired. But I made a mistake. You made a mistake or um, you broke an agreement. Could be as simple as you said, you said we'd start at three and it's 10 minutes late and you haven't acknowledged it. So holding people accountable to what they say is a very important practice to have in the business world, even if it's something as simple as um, being on time. Yeah. Is there, is there so a that- emotionally intelligent tactful way to go like about this is there a formula or yeah is it just with practice you start to get better at it how do we approach this david well it's it's both but definitely i recommend you get some guidance so the simple way is to download the worksheet and the blueprint and i'll i'll give you the quick outline here for people uh, who just want to soak it up auditorily but if you don't want to take notes you can download this at the end of the episode and and yeah, with practice, it does get easier. But if I don't follow my own worksheet, my own blueprint, I might miss a couple of steps and I can get myself in trouble. Sure. 
Sure. I think, so, I think it's like it takes that practice of, of conscious competence, like really focusing on the process. And then eventually you just start to do it automatically, but continuously going back to yeah. the basics, even having the, the sheet in front of you or the process or whatever it might be saying, what are the basics? Let's make sure. We yeah. Each, each even for me after 20 years and I'll still run it past a, a friend or a coach. If it's tricky, like, um, you know, with Adam Walker Lewis, I'm not sure if I ran it past someone, but I might have run it past someone and said, can you watch this video? Is it clean? Am I blaming? Right? It's, it's really because you've got, when you've got a, a, to speak your truth, you've probably got some charge going on. Oh, yeah. You could have some upset, and it's quite possible they're just going to hear that charge. Mm. They're not even going to hear the content. So here's, here's how to do it. First, you fill in the worksheet, and that'll give you some clarity. Mm-hmm. That'll help you work out what your hope is, what your fear is. Uh, if there's a request to make, it'll help you come up with a request, which is a leadership move to ask for something that could impact the situation instead of just complaint. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll help you put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. because I, I'm very self-centered by nature. It's just natural for me. I and mean, That's the ego. We look after number one. Yeah. And it's a whole shift, like a paradigm shift for me to go, wait a minute, how could it look from their point of view? And when I bring this up, what might their reaction be? Mm-hmm. So the worksheet is gold. It's a one-pager. And then once you've got the worksheet in hand, and you can take that with you and say, I wrote down some talking points because I, I want to do a good job at this. You don't have to pretend. You could kind of get it all right off the top of your head. The four steps. One, you ask permission for the conversation. Hey, can we talk about something that could be a little bit awkward, but I think it'll be really useful for both of us. And this is where you'll slip in your hope or intention from the worksheet. Mm-hmm. My hope is that we'll be on the same page or work better together, or that I can have some more peace and let go of this so that I can feel closer to you. Whatever it is, you share your hope and you'll get more, there's more of a chance you'll get a yes mm-hmm. to having the conversation rather than, can I talk to you about something hard? <laughs> no one wants to do that. But I, can I talk to you in service of yeah. this? That's a whole different way of listening for them now. Well, it's, it's possibility too. Like you're putting possibility into the conversation. Like, come on, don't you want this? I want this. Let's, let's yeah. just dive into this because here's what's possible on the other side. Exactly. You do it right. You're going to get a yes. And now they get, they're listening from a place of, all right, we're in this together. We, we mm. both want the same thing out of this. Yeah. Whereas if you just came to me and say, look, you did something the other day that didn't feel good to me. Now I'm flashing back to childhood and being in trouble with a parent. Shame, guilt. Yeah. Yeah. So this asking permission is great. And, and we share the hope at that point because uh, you're, you're enrolling the person in, in being uh, a yes to the conversation. Step two, this is optional. You share your fear or concern. Mm. Uh, that's what allowed me to talk to the bully because I was so worried. He'd think I was an idiot. Um, and you're preempting now. If you say to someone, my cons- my hesitation in bringing it up is that you might feel uh, defensive and you might not hear me out uh, or you might feel upset and that's not my intention. Mm. But because of my hope, now you got to bounce back to the hope. I still think it's it's worth it. I, I want to I want to have the conversation. But now they also understand you're on your edge. Mm. It's a little bit vulnerable for you, and they're going to listen in a different way versus you having it all together. 
Mm. So this is quite intimate. This is soul communication. Yeah. Step three, now that they've said yes and you've shared your hope and your, your fear, share the issue. When you did this last week or when you were late, I felt um, like my time wasn't being respected. And my and this is a good place to insert your request if you mm. have one. My request would be that uh, we both show up on time, even a minute early to meetings uh, so that I, I, at least I can feel respected and good about us working together. And then step four, you get curious and listen. Because we don't want to have tough monologues. We want to have tough conversations. We want to speak our truth, but we also want to be collaborative. So this is where you listen. How is it for you to hear that? I want to check in. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings? How did it look for you? I want to hear anything you've got to say right now. You might have a better idea than what I have. And this is where you work it out together. Wow. Dude, I love it. I love it, David. So to go over the steps again, number one is to ask for permission. Ask permission to, to have the tough conversation. Hey, can we can we have a tough conversation or can we can we talk about something? Because I wanna I wanna create this result. I want this possibility. I, I hope that that we can create something like this. So we start with that end in mind of a, a better way that we could get to because of this next dialogue. And yep. then um, share potentially this could be it's a um, it's optional. Share a fear or concern that might be coming up that would prevent the conversation or um, I'm concerned about how this person is going to react or respond to the conversation. Yeah. And then, I'm worried I'm going to lose my job yeah. or I'm worried you, you might break up with me mm. or I'm worried you might judge me or I'm worried you might like me less. That's right? real. These That's are all real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so then when you did blank when you did x i felt y this is the third step uh, my and you could also add in a request my request is that you do this differently next time so that would be the third one and yeah then, and let me let me make the point sure. that's that's sample language you can use sure the met the meta step is to share the issue mm. whatever it is for you now a smart way to do it i i, I did it by habit is when you did x I felt why. Yeah. The reason is that's inarguable. Mm. If I say you left the house messy, that can be argued. Mm. If I say when I came home and I saw the condition of the house, it seemed messy to me and I felt upset. Mm. This is owning my own experience and it's inarguable. Mm. If you start making universal truths, like you were rude to me last night. Mm. You are asking for a snoot full of trouble because now you got to deal with an argument about whether or not that's true. But if you speak for yourself, when you spoke to me last night, I felt offended. Mm. I felt attacked. Mm. It seemed rude to me. Now, none of that can be argued. Wow. Powerful. So that's, that's three. And there are. There are pro tips on the sheet as well, and that's one of the pro tips. <laughs> We're just what scratching the surface here, David. This is, <laughs> this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the third one. And the fourth one is get curious and listen because we're not here to dominate with I'm right. You should You should hear me and understand this and change your ways, but rather – Here's what came up for me. This is this is how it is on my side of the street. I want to meet you halfway. I want to I want to meet you in the middle and find out what was it like for you. And let's create a, a safe dialogue so that yeah. we can both feel heard. 
Yeah. And when you come from that place, when I can remember to come from that place, I'm not scared about the conversation anymore Mm. because now I'm actually partnering with them. When I'm trying to defend my position and get what I want, I'm nervous about it because they may not agree with me. Mm. But if I'm like, I'm going to bring up my side, I want to hear your side and we'll work it out together. It's almost like impossible for that to go wrong. Mm. Mm. I love we it. may not agree. I may not get what I want, but I get to hear their world. And in an ideal world, they'll hear my world. And at least we understand each other. Yeah. We might, might agree, even agree not to be friends anymore and not to work together. Mm. But it doesn't have to be acrimonious. Actually, you know, this just reminded me, I haven't talked about this on a podcast yet. Three days ago, I got back to Boulder from a trip away and um, I was waiting for a parking spot. I'm on the side of the road and then I saw someone backing out mm. and I could see someone was coming up up the road and I didn't want them to just launch into it. So I backed out as quick as I could and jumped in mm-hmm. to the spot. I got cussed out. <laughs> this woman was venomous. Wow. She's sitting there in the middle of the road in her car F you, you turd, you F you, get out of there. You move your, like, someone else walked past and went, she's insane. Wow. Like, it was wild. But, you know, what I could have done is just walked away. Uh, I could have pushed back. I could have fought. I I did state my position. I said, did you not see me there? I was here way before you. And I've been waiting. Did you not see me? She just kept on swearing. And then I realized, all right, this, is, this isn't this is a tough conversation. This is a tough monologue. She's just, mm. she's just yelling. She's not open. So I was ready to walk away. But then a car pulled out next to me, and she pulled right in next to mine. And now I'm, now I'm worried about my car getting keyed. Wow. So I walked up to her. I thought, let's address this. I'm not walking away while she's hidden near my car. <laughs> and she's, she's like, yeah, you come here. You come right here. And she opened the car and I thought she was going to hit me. And um, I said to her, I didn't want to give you a bad day. Mm. I see how I could see how upset she was. And I'm and my heart's racing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I said (laughs) and I and I said to her, I revealed, I said, my heart's racing right now, and I didn't want to give you a bad day. And the wildest thing happened, she melted. Her whole posture shifted. She looked down at the ground and she said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm angry and it's not at you. I'm just angry. And from the bottom of my heart, I'm so sorry. Can I give you a hug? Um, Yeah, now I was a little suspicious. I thought maybe she's just playing possum here. (laughs) Um, But I said, yeah, come come here. Mm. And we had like a 30-second hug. Um, so it ended up being collaborative. Mm. I stayed with her and we, we won't, we, I don't think we'll have time in this episode to get into this, but what we're mainly talking about in this episode is when you have a tough conversation to bring with someone else, it's a whole other conversation when someone's coming at you Mm. with a lot of charge. And fortunately I was able to stay there, stay with her and then the whole thing transformed but both sides it can be collaborative Mm. where you're working it out together and we had a hug and i said i hope your year is a really good one 
that's that's amazing, man. I I hear that you really brought a pause to the conversation as well. Like, how can I just slow down the pace of this? Because it everything escalates. The emotions are high. Intelligence is low. Like you can you can like really slow things down and say. Let's breathe. You're going to share the sensations that are going on in your body. Like what's, what's, what are you currently experiencing, feeling, you know, am I sweating? Is my heart racing? Yeah. Have you, hearing that, I'm wondering now if you've done any training in authentic relating. Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. You have? I didn't. All right. <laughs> wow, man. I feel like I've got a brother here on the call. Um, yeah. One of, the, one of the practices in authentic relating is to slow down to feel more. When you're triggered and, and energy's high, you're going to miss so much. You, you get, you're not going to know what's happening in your own body. They probably don't know what's happening in their body. Um, what are their emotions that are going on? So we sl- try and slow it down. Wait, what's really going on here? We don't have to rush through this. Uh, yeah, what a great practice! I didn't know where did you where did you do your training? So I did at Landmark. Is that is that like a place where you can do it? Is there another program that's authentic relating? Landmark, Landmark, it's true would be authentic relating, but there's a specific branch uh-huh. of of personal practice that's grown up in I think the last ten or fifteen years, yeah. mainly around the Bay Area, uh-huh. and it's gone way further than Landmark for me. Landmark's incredible stuff, but Landmark for me was a lot of head stuff. Yeah. Then I did uh, the Human Awareness Institute, and that was heart stuff. Mm. And then I did the Moore House and David Data, and that's mm. man-woman dynamics, yeah. right? And then, so you guys are getting a map of my, my wow. whole personal growth journey. And then in the last couple of years, I've discovered authentic relating, which really slows it down. You check in with yourself. Oh, I notice my heart beating fast right now. Mm. You reveal what's happening in present time in this moment, not in the past, not in the future. And um, we've been teaching that in prisons, and I bring it into my my coaching practices. It's it's amazing stuff. Wow. Well, dude, I know you've done so much. I wanted to to bring uh, a conversation that I've I've been having a challenge with um, with with one of my business partners and the I, just let me know what's how do I how do I share my tough conversation and get some of your feedback on it man because great I'm metaphorically rolling up my sleeves <laughs> all right so what's the issue so the issue is um, I'm very heart based in how I approach people and and things in life, and he's way more head based. He's way more uh, business oriented, um, and he says there's like phrases like it's nothing personal, it's just business. And sometimes I really get frustrated uh, at how I feel like he treats people. I, like in in his mind, he's right. You know, he's he's getting the job done, on to the next business project thing that. We're we're doing and uh, that has created success for him. Can I jump in and coach you already? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, this is great. You're really uh, modeling this well. So what I'm hearing is an analysis. Mm. I'm hearing some um, conclusions that you've drawn. You've got a model to explain it. It may be accurate. I don't know, but it's kind of making some universal claims Mm. about how he is, about how you are, and, and it's also talking in general. Yeah. about how he is. Do you have a specific instance where you felt something in relation to a specific thing that he did? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. 
So I think uh, when when we've gotten onto calls, a call together, when one call in particular, um, this person that we we're talking to. Now I'm like, my heart's all beating fast because I'm like, Ooh, this is this is we're going deep. <laughs> um, yeah. So plus he's gonna hear this at some right. point. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the difficulty was um, this person that we were talking to had a level of success, um, and so what was said let's talk about what was said um this person said that he is against swearing and my business partner swears and because my business partner swears um he said my business partner said okay so it's it's there's no longer any possibility of a deal happening here because it's clear what you just said and because i've sworn in the conversation before i said a swear word um you know we are no longer compatible with each other because of the declaration that you made that um we you, you don't you don't value people who swear you you don't get along with those people tony robbins people who swear to shift people's state it it's immature and it's despicable according to to this person that we were on the third party we were on the call with and so i was really frustrated because uh, so yeah i was really frustrated um i felt like after that i couldn't get the call back on track and i felt like it was a missed opportunity for a potential synergy working together uh and my business partner basically condemned the the person and i felt like this is a good human being he's doing great work in the world why did you just close the door on this on this conversation? Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm hearing that someone made a request, expressed a preference for no swearing. Yeah. Your partner seemed to have a reaction, made an assumption, um, and and closed the door on it. And then how did you feel about that? Yeah, I was feel frustrated. I, I felt frustrated. I felt like um, the feelings that came up was like betrayal, like because I, I felt like there was there was this beautiful opportunity. And because of the way I saw it, seeing it as an opportunity and one of my business partners saying, you know, it's no longer no longer um, viable. I felt like uh, powerless, I felt powerless. I felt, um, yeah, I think powerless is probably the biggest, biggest one. Ah, good. All right. So um, if if we had more time, what I'd probably do with you is ask you for your hope, ask you for the fear, mm -hmm. um, ask you for a request, mm -hmm. and ask you how it might look in his world. But I have enough to go on. So uh, are you up for doing a quick role play with me? Absolutely, David. All right. So you're going to be your partner. Do you Do we want to give him a fake name or is he already outed? Yeah, let's let's give him a fake name just, just in case. Um, yeah. Let's do... Let's do uh, John. Why not? Okay, great, John. So I'll go through the four-step process and I'll narrate it a bit as we go. And you be John, and you react the way you think John would. Okay. And I invite you not to go easy on me. If you're worried about a certain reaction from John, give it to me. Yeah. And you'll get to see how someone else would do. All right. Hey, John, have you got a few minutes? I want to talk about something about our partnership that I, it might be a little awkward, but I think it's going to bring us closer together. That's my hope. Seems a little, a little fuzzy and not very concrete. What is it, Chris? Yeah, it, great. It is a bit, a bit, bit fuzzy. Let me see if I can clarify it. Um, let me first say my, so I said my hope is that we'll be on the same page as business partners and feel really solid with each other. 
my concern is that you might get defensive um, or I'm a little bit worried, like there's something I'd like you to change and maybe you'll decide you're not going to. And so I'm a little bit worried about that. I don't know how I would deal with that. Um, but here's the issue. On that call, when that guy said he didn't like swearing, I thought there was a really great opportunity to work with him and to give him what he wanted and to maybe walk away with a great deal. And it seemed to me that you closed the door and maybe had a reaction, I'm not sure, um, but we lost an opportunity. And Chris, we did, we did not lose an opportunity. This guy had such a big ego, and he said, this is what works for him. And I clearly swore in the beginning of the conversation, and that, that clearly says that we are no longer a fit. So it's done. Case is closed. We're not going back to revisit that. Okay, so in your mind, it was a done deal. There was no way that that was salvageable. No, no way. Okay, got it. Thank you. So that, that clarifies it a bit for me. And I have a bit more to share. Can I, can I express it? I think it would be useful. Even if you don't agree with it, I'd, I'd appreciate being heard. Go ahead, Dave. Chris. Okay, thanks. So I have a different point of view. I think that guy was winnable. Um, and I'm open to the, the idea that we might just see this differently, that you think it's, um, it wasn't going to happen. And I'm like seeing wait a minute, we could have we pulled that off. And I'm wondering how we can resolve that because I like being a business partner and I feel frustrated and a bit worried about doing another meeting with you where I worry you might jump in and like kill it. And I don't know at this stage how to resolve that. And I wonder if you have any ideas about how we could work better together. Yeah, well, the best thing to do is prepare before the calls, and then once we're in the call, then how it goes is how it goes. I, I, didn't, I wasn't the one who spoke those words, who cut off that deal. So when there's people who are not aligned and not, not in, uh, in synergy and harmony with our values, then it's not going to work, Chris. You just have to get used to it's nothing personal. It's just business. Not everyone's a great fit. Okay. So I'm coming around now a little bit to your way of thinking, and I'm realizing that you may I'm starting to see you may not want to work with somebody who um, doesn't want to be around swearing. Hmm. Is that possible? If, if someone says, I am not for this type of person, and we clearly shared that in a conversation earlier early on, then that, that disqualifi disqualifies them, yes. Okay. I, I could totally get if you're just like, I want to swear, it's important, and I don't want to work with anyone who's not up for that. I could respect that. I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but I could get that. But is it possible in your world that someone could not like swearing and you and I could just not effing swear mm. and just give them that and boom, problem solved. Is that, is that, are you open to that possibility? I'm open. Okay. So if we had more time, I'd be curious to dig in here. I'm worrying. I'm wondering if John felt judged. Mm. I'm wondering if he felt judged and if he had an emotional reaction and just wanted to shut it down. And, and if we slowed it right down, would he be able to see that someone's just expressing a preference and then John gets to decide, no, I have to swear that's a condition of me doing business, which would be very clear. <laughs> could concern me, but it'd be very clear, right? He's got a right to decide that. Or is he open to just not swearing and keeping somebody happy and we can have a really good time?
So let's pause the role play there. Chris, what did you get out of that role play? Did you see anything or learn anything you can use? To, to be willing to not show up as in the conversation as I'm right and business partner, John, you, you messed this up. And I think that that's a, a kind of a feeling of resentment or, you know, like why, why did we sabotage ourselves? Like, I, I don't like to miss any opportunities. I don't like to, you know, like mess up. Yeah. And it's like the, I, I get to see that, um, to, to come to the conversation with less charge, to, to come with more openness, to come with like, how do you see it? And to, yes, to the word, the word I think you're looking for is curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was doing the role play, initially I was making him wrong, but as I was doing the role play, I started to open to the possibility that he might have a value mm. on swearing and he might have a requirement for who he works with. Possible. Yeah. So I was, I was exploring that. Dang. I, I suspect it. it's more. I suspect he felt judged yeah. and he was like, F yeah. you. If, yeah. you're not, if, you know, if you're not okay with that, yeah. I just throw it away. But if it wasn't personal, Mm. then uh more might be possible what so, just just to dive into that real quick because i think that we might be around people who are very sensitive to to judgment what what would you recommend as ways to like support them without saying i want to change you i want to i want to help you be more confident and build your self-esteem up the first thing that comes to me is i might ask mm. ask them like you can share in with your fear. Mm-hmm. My concern is that you might feel a little sensitive to this or feel attacked and feel like you need to defend. So now you've preempted it and uh, named the elephant in the room. And then also to ask them, um, do you feel a curious, like a really curious, do you feel like he was attacking you a little bit or judging you? And uh, did you feel defensive? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good thing to find out. And if, if the person can admit that, mm-hmm. Not always easy. Teacher once said to me, "You're feeling picked on," and I denied it till the cows came home. <laughs> but years later, I realized, yeah, I felt picked on. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you make it safe enough, mm-hmm. he might be able to say, "Actually, yeah, I, I did, did feel a bit attacked and judged, and I'm, I'm not willing to work with anyone who's going to do that." Then you can maybe explore that a little bit. David, this, is, this has been powerful, man. Very, very valuable for me. Our audience got to see some uh, real life demonstration of what happens when someone gets triggered, feels judged, potentially. Uh, it's been awesome, man. Is there anything that we didn't touch on as far as tough conversations or the work that you're doing today? Anything you wanted to just hit home before we wrap this up, man? I would say um, my main focus is having people's lives and businesses be better. And I find that one of the things that keeps coming up with my clients is okay, how could you say that? Mm. How could you speak up? How could you make a request? How could you do that? Um, So speaking truth is just something that comes up. And also I'm very interested in doing this with teams. Mm. So if anyone listening has a team of people or they run a company, we are now offering spot coaching, just in-demand coaching as a staff member needs it. They can book a session as soon as same day role play the tough conversation and then go out in the workforce and have it. It's a way that you don't have to pay for an ongoing coach for all of your staff, which is a bit expensive, but the people who need it are going to get it when they need it. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. 
That's, that's amazing, man. I love it, David. So let's tell people how they can connect with you. What are the next steps to get in touch with you to get the spot coaching or to work with you in yeah, a thank you. capacity? So all of my offers are at the same link, playforreal.life. Okay. It's not .com. It's playforreal.life. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few invites I have, you can listen to me as well as Chris. Uh, I have a Tough Conversations with David Wood podcast. You can download the four-step Tough Conversations blueprint. Uh, you can learn about uh, spot coaching or in-demand coaching for teams. Mm -hmm. And if something in this call resonated with you and you want to work on not just your business and not just your life, but both, yeah. and you're growth-oriented, you're like, I do want to keep growing as, as results get better. See if you qualify for a discovery session with me. If you qualify, I don't charge for that because it's how I find the right people to work with long term. And we'll create a life and plan for your business and life. And if, it, if we both think that coaching could have a big impact, then we can talk about setting up coaching. And if we don't, then uh, I enjoy doing the sessions anyway, and hopefully you get a lot out of it. So that you can do, you can do all of those at Play for Real. Dot life. I love it. David Wood, you are a champion, man. Thank you so much for being here, sharing these communication, not just tactics, but also like the, the paradigm of how to step into communication, how to have real, meaningful dialogue that changes people's lives, the trajectory of people's lives. And whether it's with a boss or an employee, something like that, like that can literally change the trajectory of, of the relationship. And these relationships that could be lasting a year, five years, 10 years, you know, who, who knows how long they can last. And by having this kind of a conversation, like how much freedom, how much peace, how much just uh, impact it can have in people's lives, like it, it changes lives, man. It's a good point. I, I realize now we can't. We get to constantly invest in our relationships by speaking the truth. And just like saving money in the bank grows over time, exponent compounds. Um, so can these investments of speaking truth in your relationships now. Thanks, Chris. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, David. We'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. 
Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.